Yeah, it's not like we're farting on the track. You know they ain't gonna hear it like that, right? Oh, okay. I hate when mind. people do that shit on the podcast. Like, bro, that's just how you hear it. When they hear it, <laughs> the shit gonna be hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it hit better than it hit on my end. Well, I gotta stop buying these knockoff headphones. Some name brands on. Yeah, man. So what y'all was talking about with this uh this, this rap rap though? What y'all was talking about? Cardi B, oh man, care for me. Oh, and... I, I wasn't even gonna put him out like that. I wasn't even gonna put him out like that. <laughs> I, I mean, our listeners know, but <laughs> thousands and millions and billions of songs I got to choose. If there is one, I am not choosing. It's anything Cardi B. It's that song. Anything Cardi B. It's a. It's a. Okay. I put well, no, nah, not talking about. Huh. It's a no for you, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Not top five, bro. I can't even do it. It's man, I've listened to so much music over the years that I don't even. Th- it's a lot of these artists today that wouldn't even be in my top one hundred. Like just because you taking the culmination of all music that you've experienced over your life. Antoine, unmute your mic. My bad. I I got this over here, bro. My bad, man. That man went daddy mode real quick. He? <laughs> he ain't sound disrespectful. <laughs> he was like, look at young man. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to put, since we put all my business out there, if you want me to fart into the microphone, I will. <laughs> my bad, bro. My, I, I, did, I did go into daddy mode. Like, I'm like, I, yeah, I want to know. make sure you ain't trying to talk. And your shit was muted. That was really nah, what it was. I just didn't want y'all hearing some extra 808. <laughs> <laughs> he had to brush up on that Cardi B song a little bit on mute. <laughs> so good. He could generate some spirit for his argument. See, my uh, thing, music is supposed to put you in a mood or it's supposed to remind you of, of something. That song don't remind me of anything, at least anything good. Yeah. I, I will say, Beyonce. What's the uh the one she talking about? Watermelon. Then we even all night. That put yeah. me in a. So I. It's not necessarily women, but and then that's Beyonce. So it's kind of cheating. But that song does put me in like a thought process. Like I was at a. I remember. I have memories from that song playing. Like oh wow, I remember when this was going on. So yeah, I was about to say, make sure you choose your words carefully. They gonna be in the comments. Hey, hey, hey. one star review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the beehive so fucking ruthless, bro. Like, boy, now they funny. They petty. <laughs> you gotta pronounce T pet. Listen, we all talking. I love Beyonce. I love you. Right, beehive. Don't mess with me. If you can find me. Leave me alone. 
Hey, if, if you don't love me like the beehive love Beyonce, I can't rock Ooh. with you. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. I'm gonna say beehive calling calling Yelp. They bad reviews on Google. They messing up business for you. Hey man, beehive worse than child support, boy. They come find you. <laughs> man. But okay, can we just talk about that real quick? What's Trick Daddy Wildin' with the shit he said? Absolutely. Yeah. I like Yeah, I, I mean I feel like, bro, like, uh, I kinda like, bro, I why is Trick Daddy even talking about Beyonce? Like he trying to have a hot take. I mean, and I no shade to him, whatever, but bro, you you ain't have to say that. He did it to himself. Yeah. I ain't even one to use the the, the phrase clout chasing. It felt very clout chasing ish, like, like bro, like <laughs> it's you trick daddy, bro. Like, okay, no shade the trick daddy, but all shade the trick daddy. Like you trick daddy, bro. You like you you <laughs> like in both ways, in both ways. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it's like, bro, you. I I. I hate to be like it's a level to this shit, but it is, bro. And Trick Daddy ain't even like, as far as like rap, like who could Trick Daddy even have a versus like that go past five songs, like maybe so five? Te- technically yes, could Trick like so I I actually was just in my group chat the other day talking about because they always every time a new versus come out they're like man they Bow Wow ain't got five hits Soldier Boy but yo these cats got songs. Just because you're unaware of them, like, but a hit yeah, okay, means so, that people are aware of them. Like, that's what yeah. makes a hit. No, 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 no. You're not aware of them because don't forget, Trick Daddy was on the "I'm So Hood" song. He was on that song with uh that little with Little John. Let's go. If you want, yeah. we can drink that drunk. That drunk came out in '04. People didn't know. Cause remember, Trick Daddy. Baby, I'm a No, somebody doesn't know something about it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. know that, but I'm saying like. Okay, so here's the thing with verses, right? Verses is normally the elite, like, and it, it, it started off as that. Ain't been elite for a while. It started off as that. Like, like, it started out as elite, and it kind of tapered off because I think the other elites that exist are just like I'm not doing that shit. So then it now it feel it feels more like a love and hip hop type. Z-list celebrity type shit, you know what I'm saying? Z-list type. I, I'm, I'm taking a shot. Let me let me back out because that's that's going a little hard on them. But that's how yeah, I truly you're feel. Going <laughs> hard. Yeah, you going kind of hard. I know you. Yeah. Z-list. That's cold blooded. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing about verses. Verses is all about reminding you of what used to be. So a lot of times, like even with this Bow Wow Soldier Boy verses. A lot of songs people were like, people had forgot about. And when you heard Bow Wow perform, you were like, oh yeah, that was a hit. Yeah. Or when you when you heard Soulja Boy play, you were like, yeah, that was a hit. I didn't like it, but it's a hit. But you can't, you the hit. thing about... You can't sorry, go ahead. Well, no, you, I, I was done. The thing about Bow Wow and like Soulja Boy, they, they aren't Z-list to me though. Like, because both of them niggas did shit that changed the culture of music like like if it wasn't for bow wow 
there wouldn't have been no little Romeo, no little Zane, like none of the other Lils for real, for real. Like, like, so he changed. So let me say this. Not that I'm Beehive. I'm not defending Trick Daddy, but Trick Daddy changed the landscape of music coming out of Miami. Because at first Miami was associated with the uh, the Uncle Luke, Luke and, yeah. and the ETL, very fast-paced, gyrating type music. And uh, Trick Daddy said, no, there's some, there's some rappers in Miami as well. Everybody don't do Uncle Luke. Yeah, I, I I get it, but Atlanta was like that before Outkast and Goody Mob. Like Atlanta, exactly. was, so you so, just said uh, trade that is the Miami Outkast and Goody Mob. <laughs> I like, didn't say that. That's what that's what Antoine said. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said in comparison, they changed. He changed the landscape of Miami music. No, nah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what Eric said, he ain't. It's tri- he trick daddy, but he trick daddy. So to a certain extent, it's like, bro, you are trick daddy. It seems very like you said, clout chasing ish. But then again, it's like, bro. On the other hand, it's like you. He tricked daddy to us, but then he tricked daddy to Beyonce. So it's like, bro, you right. tricked daddy. Just chill. That's, that's Why are you I, even talking right now? Like you, 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 you good, bro? Like you ain't even. That's kind of what and I mean. And then, like, like <laughs> yeah. Trick Daddy to the South is different than Trick Daddy to anywhere else in the United States because, like, we from the South. We been exactly. here. Like, they played that shit down here. Like, like, so a lot of the music we hear down here, we feel like that shit is playing everywhere in the world, but it's not. Like, like take, for instance, Lil John, right? Lil John been been bumping in Georgia since like probably a whole 10 years before Lil John became what Lil John came to the entire became to the entire world but like I don't know that be a bill was kind of hard it was it, all of that shit was hard but they weren't playing that shit everywhere though it was playing in New York they weren't playing shot of freaking little something everywhere and that's bad that was freak me yeah now I would say in Trick Daddy scenario you remember that song everybody want to be down with the south yeah, yeah, from Deuce Combat. Yeah, that was I was playing that everywhere. shit on the piano the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that was just playing everywhere. But uh, uh, you don't know now. Don't say no. Nam, his name, No Nam, made made Trick Daddy national. Yeah, Hydro Hydraulics, aka Scar, made Trick Daddy known. At least in my opinion. Oh, we got a nah, Trick I'm Daddy fan in the building. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> And that's not, no, I'm not shooting no, no fade. I'm, I'm just, just saying, so it's one of those where, you know, if Trick Daddy were to do a versus today, he, he he could play, he could, he could get a solid 10. Yeah. Without, without getting to the B side stuff. I, I give him more than 10 because he did, he did features too, bro. Like that, 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 that's why I said solid. I, I didn't have an accurate number, but you know, he, he, he could get through a versus without getting to the B sides or without having to introduce new music. All right, I so, see what you did with the B sides. I, I see that. I see that. <laughs> the B sides for the beehives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel man. I get yeah. it. I see. Yeah. But the B the beehive shot was it was more or less unnecessary. It it was it was just one of those where it was like, where's this coming from? What what did Beyonce do for you to all of a sudden right. say, you know, Beyonce ain't this and Jay Z ain't that? You know, I, so, need, I I personally need some context to it. Whereas the beehive, they don't need context or nothing. They they trying right. to end you. You know, just ask Carrie Hilson. 
But and that's that's kind of why I'm like that's why I'm kind of talking about trick like that. He's he kind of forced your hand to to kind of like look at it in that perspective. It now if if like they had said something about him or we had more context to it, then you could kind of side with Trick Daddy. But because we don't we don't have no context to it, it's just like all right, nigga, what the fuck? Like it just kind of puts you in that space where you gotta be like you kind of clout chasing. Like you ain't even. Like, I I'm not I'm not no super Beyonce fan, but like it's some shit that Beyonce is some shit that Jay Z. That's why like I'm always arguing for Nicki Minaj. Like I'm not even a super Nicki Minaj fan. Like Drake, okay. like all of these artists have done shit like that. Like ninety nine percent of other artists, other celebrities. That's why I kind of said Z list because it's like them niggas is definitely A list celebrities, and they they. They've had careers that reached a level that, like, you can't really talk shit about them. You can't even you can't even really say anything negative about them because they sustained themselves for so long, and they sustained their relevancy not just because they did some some shit that was controversial or cool. Like they they artistry, like whatever they created, sustained them their careers. Yeah, they moved the needle. Yeah, like so. That's that's kind of where I'm coming from with Trick Daddy. No disrespect to Trick Daddy. I was never a huge fan, but I did like some of his songs. Yeah, I personally I treat clout chasers. I just ignore them. Yeah. You know, when somebody just says something just wild and crazy, I, I feel like that's them throwing something out there to see if it'll stick to the yeah. wall. I'm just like, yeah, miss me. I just didn't <laughs> think Trick Daddy would do no shit like that though. He didn't right, seem yeah. he didn't seem like the type of person that would ever do that. nothing like that. But that's. I, maybe we need him to give us context, like more context, or, or kind of tell us why he did it, because that totally looks out of character for him. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed yeah. in him, to say the least. So, like, come on, bro, I'm a little disappointed. You tricked that. Like, to your point, you tricked that, bro. Like, I'm a little disappointed. You a Just legend. To, that's where, yeah, that's where everything I said was coming from. Like, bro, come on, man. Come on. Uh, you can't be, you know, that's what I'm on. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's trick, daddy. And this my homeboy Napoleon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is my homeboy Antoine, aka Twine Lack. And this is my homeboy uh, Eric, aka Pretty Fly for a Fat Guy. And this is uh, we're gonna try this digitally. <laughs> homeboy, podcast. All right, this cool, cool. We got an extra, got an extra homie in the house with us. Coming straight from two piece in a biscuit podcast. Hey, hey! I feel oh. like they broadcast every night. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, <laughs> like daily podcast, like Joe, like Joe Button. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody been fired yet. What's going on, Joe? Oh, that's why I sound. That's why your audio sounds so good from that end. Because so, at, at, as the you know, as the stature goes when this episode comes out, of course, mine's gonna be the highest quality. And then it's yours, and then it's like Antoine, and then it's Napoleon. But oh, I, because <laughs> you got the so Android, <laughs> you got the Android over there. But you have a collect call from. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Napoleon, do sound like Shine on the Confession remix. <laughs> hey, y'all go ahead and top me up. I got, I'm, I'm talk real greasy this time, baby. What's up? Actually, I'm calling in. <laughs> yeah, but, hell. But yeah. this is Eden. How do you want us to introduce you? My bad. I should ask before we started. 
Uh, I'm me. I'm Ian. I'm Rusty for the win on IG. Like I said, two piece in the biscuit podcast. Just another black man trying to make it in America. Say your hey, IG man, again. Rusty for the win. All right. You said it all as one word for the first time. I was like, let me let me make sure everybody heard that and they can follow you, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Thank I mean, you. we we had a couple topics. I, I enjoyed that uh that dialogue, even though we got away from the whole Cardi B thing. But just to go in, I kind of want to be that dude. Bow Wow shows what had a fire, fire versus. I mean, since we still on the music topic and all this stuff, that versus was fire, bro. I ain't even going to lie. I was watching it. I was going back to, like, old times. Bow Wow performed like he, like, was oh, do, touring all of during COVID. Soldier Boy was completely entertaining. Like, it was, it was quality entertainment. Like they were not not I ain't worried about the music and the sonic and but it was entertaining, bro. Yeah, entertaining as fuck. They like they like uh, <laughs> it's like a Gucci and Jeezy if there was no streets involved, like because <laughs> <laughs> although although Soldier Boy did his whole little rant, man, I shot niggas, <laughs> I sold crack. Bow Wow went to Bow Wow went to private school. I went to public school. Like neither, neither like public school, the street. Okay, <laughs> I went to alternative school. Like okay. Now yeah. anything that Soldier Boy does, now I I think he's honed his like craft of like being entertaining on the internet. Like I, it's nothing he could do in my eyes that's not gonna be like fucking just. Entertaining because the nigga is funny as fuck. Drake, right? What are you talking yeah. about Drake, the nigga that's hiding his kid from the world and the world from his kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't mean this as disrespect, but he's definitely honed in on the crackhead hilarity. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, there's there's some dudes on the street, some crackheads that just say the most hilarious stuff, you and you love them to death. <laughs> nah, that, to your point, Kanye even tapped into it. Wait, wait, can't tell me nothing. Like, man, wait till I get my money right, man. I'm telling you, like, that's some that's some janky ass crackhead shit. Well, when I get my money, oh fuck you. What you talking about, partner? That type shit. Yeah. I did feel yeah. like uh, that streak and uh and Soldier Boy head had him looking like a golden lord or a baby lord. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that man walk around looking like Dennis Schroeder for a hot second. <laughs> man, what buddy name off a of juke? Ain't it? <laughs> with, with the goal I like. Okay, I'm a little bit too old school now. You know. Y'all don't remember the group? You got to set up your own jokes. <laughs> the juke. It's a group. They used to sing. Ain't it called juke? Somebody know what I'm talking about. You ain't got to put oh, your man. microphone up to your mouth, man. Oh, my bad. <laughs> when I when I got nervous, I was wrong. I was like, you know, if you, if you saying this, you... you I was making sure y'all could hear me. You got a tag team to punch my don't say it. I thought you could hear the I thought you could hear the comedy. No? Uh, yeah. Maybe. But no, nah, it was an entertaining a very entertaining thing. I see a lot of people trying to act like they weren't entertained or nah, I'm not finna watch it. Everybody tried a little boy, uh Lil Bow Wow and Soldier Boy and stuff like that. But I to our point, to my point, I feel like we need more wholesome entertainment like that. Cause some of the entertainment that we get, of course you're going to get your Gucci and Jeezy and shit like that. But it's like, it's got a negative basis to it. So although it is providing income and stuff like that for people and it transitioned out of it, it still started there. 
But yeah. with Bow Wow and and, and Soldier Boy, it never really really was truly based off of negativity. It was somebody. Yeah, yeah. It was kids trying to have fun. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy Soulja stuff Boy like that. People. He was emulating though. Like I, I feel it. That's what I said. It was somebody emulating this stuff. Like so, it's like he we he wasn't. Come on, like hey, and no. Listen, let me be real. If 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 Superman that whole came out in twenty twenty one, he would have been canceled on day one. Canceled, <laughs> canceled, canceled. Yeah. His his thing you gotta remember, you know, of all the verses, only the Gucci Man and Jeezy one actually had real tension between the two people. Yeah, yeah. That's because they had real tension. Everything else has more or less been a concert, and it's been hilarious, except for the uh, the Sean Garrett and uh, Dream one. That was just downright disrespectful, and apparently those two had beef via Zoom. Yeah, and, and and the Monica and Brandy, I heard. I don't know, you know, girls beef different. I heard it was like, ooh, she was uh, she was throwing major shade. Like, yeah, man. Let's say you, they they can look at each other crazy. You wouldn't expect nobody to throw hands, right? Oh no, no. We literally thought Gucci and hey. Jeezy might mess around, bro. I was listen. I I don't be watching verses for real, but I was watching that <laughs> shit, praying the whole time. Like, please let all these niggas make it home safe. Like I, I, I literally, bro. On God, I was sitting over here like, I hope these niggas don't, these niggas don't get into a fight, no, no shit like this. I hope everybody make it home safe. Like, and I don't, I don't normally get like emotionally involved where I be praying for shit like that. But I was, I was like that on this end. I was watching that shit from the edge of my seat the whole time. I think when they said we go in the compound, I was like, please let everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see nothing on the morning news. Please, oh, please, oh, please. In the morning news, you don't want to see nothing on ATL scoops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they already Bruh. had a pool of water there. Please don't let there be no pools of blood out there. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Abe Hyde, man. He the one who put a uh, pool in compound, man. That's my guy. Hey. Yeah, speaking speaking about fights and and blood and all that stuff, let's talk about this uh, Javante Davis fight. Oh man. man, Tank! Did anybody see it? Yeah, I watched, watched it. it. I watched the highlights. I watched the, I watched the fight, man. Like now, okay, I watched it at a sports bar. This let me tell you one thing: this fight pointed out to me the last fucking minute in NBA basketball in the playoffs is too fucking long. Like, because we we watching this shit at the bar, it literally took the first four rounds of the fight to end for the basketball game to end, and it was in the last minute. All the, you know, all the timeouts, all the referees, like, you know, running playback and shit, like, all the commercials, that shit literally took the first four rounds of the fight. Like, I was frustrated because I'm sitting here in the bar and, and, like, I'm invested in the basketball game a little bit more than the box boxing match. But I want to see the boxing match. And, like, it literally took the first four rounds. But that boy, man, I, I at, at first I thought the Mexican dude was going to handle him because he was, like, he you know, like, he was, he was winning the early rounds, man. But I guess – uh, Javante got a little um, Mayweather in him. He like he like he turn up at the end. It just he can hit harder in my opinion than Mayweather. And like he 
he destroyed his ass after that eighth round. And, like, he didn't even seem winded or nothing like that. This nigga was, like, out there fighting Bruh. like it was the beginning of the the match. Like, God damn. There's certain folks that just got power in their hands that just don't make no sense. Yeah. That man, he, he ended the fight with an uppercut to the chest. Yeah. If you can knock somebody out with a body shot, you're bad, man. What, what's funny about that, though, is is my boy was watching a video the other day, like, before the fight had started, and they talked about, like, how it uh, a lot of those body shots go for the liver because if you can hit the liver, like, that shit, it, it, it has a nerve in it that's, like, Nigga, it don't matter what you do, how tough you is. If your shit get hit, you gonna be fucked up. And I think he hit that shit in the match. He might have hit his rib or something, but I seen that hit and it was like it was over for dude. Like he had already been knocked down twice, but that body shot it fucked him up. He tried to get back up and keep fighting. He was like, Nah, fuck this shit, bro. I'm, I'm, hey, he pissing blood in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, nah, it was an amazing fight. Javante Davis put on an amazing performance. To me, it was like, bruh, it, it's like, at first I was nervous. I ain't gonna lie, the first four rounds, I'm like, bruh, you gotta win. Like, cause yeah. it looked like the, you know, Mexican dude was winning. He was taller, he was longer. I felt like this was a matchup to see if he actually got it. Yeah. Bruh actually got it. Yeah, he got it. Cause he, he whooped that boy, man. It wasn't even on no, like, it wasn't, it didn't, didn't go to a decision. But he was literally fighting to stay up. And then also like that, I mean, I ain't really got none of the money yet, you know, but eventually it's bringing a lot of money to the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You seeing like the, what is it? The, the QC shit on, on the side of yeah. the ring. You seeing the, the not assets of over liabilities, but the, the recession proof on the side of the ring. Yeah. All that. So I'm liking that. It's making that, you know, that, that economy for black businesses in, 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 in Atlanta. That's yeah, a, lot, a lot of advertising. Yeah, that was one of the dopest things. Like, cause I noticed that shit too, watching the match, like just seeing all those those familiar signs on the ring and knowing that, you know, it was at Phillips Arena, man. Like, I'm I'm rooting for Atlanta over State everything Farm. else in the world. So like I'm sorry, State Farm Arena. Yeah, it's State no Farm. Longer, <laughs> it's no longer Phillips Arena, State Farm Arena. <laughs> But, like, yeah. just, like, seeing all them celebrities being in the city, man, like, like this. And, and, like, I was actually down there, like, at Hudson Grill the last time. I didn't even know it was a fight. But the last time he had a fight in Atlanta, and just seeing all them black folks be dressed up, like, to the T. Because, you know, like, in boxing matches, them niggas, like, they be dressed like they going to a ball or some shit. Like, it's so just here's like, black, black folks show up and dress up for any sport of <laughs> all-star game whether it's game three of the playoffs whether it's a boxing match black folks gonna dress up yams <laughs> are gonna be out there oh my god bro bro <laughs> when i was down there at hudson Greer, i'm like shit i'm gonna just come out here like and just <laughs> <laughs> this is i don't even gotta go in the in the arena i could just watch them man yeah. old school parking lot pimping just do it at the man, bar man shout out to the state farm arena staff because they had the boxing match last night and the playoff game tonight. So. Yeah, man. They had to turn oh. that shit around quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what y'all think about them playoff games, though? I mean, it's specifically the Hawks. You know what I'm saying? How, how we winning. We made it past the first round of playoffs. Nobody thought we was going to do it. 
we, we stole game one. Game two wasn't looking too good. You know, game three is on now. I don't see the score or nothing like that. But, uh, Twan, what you what you think about our high-flying Hawks, man? You, be, wanna, you a believer? I want to talk, talk about this pronoun you keep using, we. Oh, oh yeah, not, we, us. You know, you talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm with the Hawks, man. What you talking about? I'm, I'm When we up, I'm up. <laughs> when we down, I'm like, oh, I'm hurt. I think it's you well documented that, that you and Eric only watch sports during the playoffs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why, why, yeah. why every time this nigga Napoleon do some shit, I got to give. Like, <laughs> <laughs> every time I, I got to get put on his team for. <laughs> hey, hey, pop quiz. Napoleon, who's uh, who, who's originally the uh, Hawks starting small fort? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Absolutely no so, idea. So to be fair for me, because I don't be knowing basketball positions. Like I just know point guard and center. So like if you ask me that I can name the players for the Hawks, but I can't tell you what position they play. Uh, I know specifically Napoleon then though, but you know we we win and we in the playoffs. <laughs> hey, we win and we in the play exactly, man. Hey, I, I go by players and then teams. And then cities. To, so to be you got born. LeBron, then you got then you got like the Hawks, all Georgia teams, and then you got like, well, I do rock with Texas a little bit, so I want to go with Texas. Okay, what they Houston? All right, what was Dallas? All right, cool. You know the players, teams, cities. That's how that's 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 how that's how I pick who I'm gonna go for. To be more Ooh, fair oh, for oh. myself. I have been to several regular season Hawks games. I know you say I only watch I only watch the playoffs. I have been to several regular season Hawks games. They lost every single one of them. <laughs> no, I've been to State Farm. Right, in Thirty years ago. No, I've been I think I only went to one in Phillips Arena and all the rest of them State Farm. I, and and I became Hawks. The Hawks is the only Georgia team that I root for. Period. I don't fuck with no other Georgia teams. All my other teams reside in Louisiana because that's where my family from. They rock that shit hard. So I roll. Well, you said you don't know no better. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, I became a Hawks fan while they was losing. So like, this is like this is first of all they memorabilia like they. They shit is flying at everybody else shit, in my opinion. I, was, they, they, I put them in the top five. I won't say they're the flyest. Man, I, look, if this was a video podcast, I'd go right into the closet and pull out all my shit that I got that's Hawks shit. That shit hard. I got a, I got a satin Hawks jacket. I can't wait to next season when I can fit that shit because I can't fit it right now. <laughs> I got a bunch of shit. I be buying shit on sale, so I got shit that I can't fit, but... The, I'm a, <laughs> one day, one day, I'm gonna wear this shit to the Hawks game. So, so the playoffs this year, interesting. Uh, I'm a Clippers fan. You uh, are? I, yeah, I like the Clippers. And going down 0-2 to the Mavericks, I I count the Clippers off. I was like, they're not gonna do it. When they went 0-2 to the Jazz, I was like, they're not gonna do it. And when they went 0-2 to the Suns, I was like, oh, it's done. It's done. They they can come back the other two rounds, but they're not coming back against the Suns. Um, regardless of what happens, no disrespect to any Hawks players, no disrespect to my boy Mike, 
But regardless of what happens in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals, the Clippers and the Hawks have already overachieved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The potential and their future are bright. Bro. You don't agree? You don't agree? That's because he hating because he's a Bucks yeah, fan. You don't agree? Let's, let's hear it. Huh. Here's why I disagree with the Clippers overachieving. Yeah, they didn't. Know. Oh, well, go ahead. No, they definitely overachieved. No, they didn't. They because because yeah, as a history, as a franchise, yes, they are trash. But you spent all that money on Kawhi and Paul George. The championship expected with those two. Championship is expected. It is expected. However, the way they play in round one, the way they played in round two, round three, they get a pass because Kawhi ain't played yet. Uh, they've overachieved. They shouldn't have beat Dallas. Uh, the Jazz. I, I like the matchup against the, the Jazz. I didn't expect us to go down 0-2 against the Jazz. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad we pulled that out. But we shouldn't have beat Dallas. But that just sounds like you just lowered your standard. <laughs> Oh, definitely, because the Clippers are trash, and they have. Anytime I root for them, they 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 lose. And when I gave up on them this year, they they decided. To, <laughs> <laughs> they decided to Turn up, hey. but that's the thing. but that's the thing. The standard was supposed to be championship bust. When you bring in, when you bring in Kawhi and Paul George, if they had if they just had the same old team from from previous years with Lou Will and Harold by themselves, then it would have been okay. You know, you got you got the conference finals. That's great. You got Kawhi. You got the dude that's basically a robot to come on your team and bring you a championship. And he's always hurt. Always. And then they gave Paul George a stupid bag. Yeah, you gave Paul George a bag. You traded everything in your mama to get him get him to L.A. And you tell me that the standard isn't championship. That that just lowering the expectations for for you, buddy. So can yeah. I ask? Can I ask y'all? Because y'all seem like y'all actually watch sports. I, I watch it somewhat. Do you? Oh, I be watching sports. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Napoleon. <laughs> I was talking to Ian and Antoine. <laughs> Do y'all Napoleon get... watched a kickball game at Piedmont Park earlier today? <laughs> a frisbee tournament. Hey, you <laughs> other other than like. I know this is this might be a special special circumstance, like after the pandemic and stuff. Do y'all feel like these young boys is just fragile? Like because it's, it's like you can have a like Kevin Durant is my favorite player, right? He's been my favorite player for a while, but every time I watch Kevin Durant play, I just be like, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt, and I feel like. A lot of these young boys, like they 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 get hurt a lot. Like Kawhi has been hurt multiple times. Like AD is injury prone. Like Kyrie done been hurt multiple times. Like, um, well, well, you can't put Kyrie in there because Kyrie just sometimes he be like, I don't want to play, and don't show up for two weeks. <laughs> oh wow. So, well, just my my question is. Since y'all are fanatics and y'all probably been watching them for sports for like twenty years, do y'all feel like these younger guys stay injured more than the older guys did, or did the older guys get injured and they just played through it? Is more is more the latter because of the fact that you know when you look at the length of careers, those older guys, you know, if you got to if you got to twelve years in your career, 
that felt like a long time. Yeah. Here it is now. LeBron is you know just finished year eighteen, and we're marveled at the fact that he finally had a sprained ankle for the first time in eighteen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys are, are now they're becoming wiser. Whereas you know, hey, I tore, I, I got a partially torn growing. I'm not just gonna you no know, just force my way through it. No, I, I got a couple more years on this contract. I got to see that. Okay. You know, so I got to play. I got to play that out. I hadn't that, thought about it from that perspective. And another perspective is technology. Uh, you you have a lot more. There's a lot more personal trainers, a lot more uh, healthcare. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like you got a lot of specialists. There we go. We got a lot of specialists out there now, like uh, Tom Brady. Like you would never think of an NFL quarterback playing 22 years, and this man has literally been in NFL 20. Bro, we was in middle school when Tom Brady got drafted. Yeah. So, so well, that's because quarterbacks can't get touched nowadays. And that's another thing. The rules change too. You quarterbacks can't get touched. Uh, a lot more specialists. Uh, there's a lot more vegans out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a combination of diets, rules, uh, even like the freeze uh, stuff, and like it, it, people are investing in their bodies. What I'm trying to say. But y'all, yeah. so, so. It sounds like, and I and I I agree with you. It sounds like they shouldn't be getting injured, then, right? I mean, yes and no. I mean, because you know, um, so everyone everyone's hurt essentially, mentally, physically, emotionally. Everyone's going to be some type of hurt. Yeah. But but people like Kawhi is like, hey, my I have a thigh contusion. Uh, I'm gonna sit this out. And see what's going on, so I can have more games on the back end of my career compared to just trying to uh, push through it. And then you got people like James Harden, who who has a bum hamstring that should not touch the court, and he's still out there just to, uh, for emotional support. Got you. I, I give the great example of Grant Hill. Grant Hill had a busted ankle and went out there and played it on it even more in Detroit. And then he signed that major bag in Orlando and couldn't play a game for almost barely play anything for Orlando. That's that's a great example. Grant Hill was in the hospital so much in Orlando that he got Mercer for being in the hospital. Yeah. And I've actually I've actually seen his ankle in person. It's like seeing a cantaloupe attached to an ankle. It's not right. Man, yeah, that's that's crazy. So that that that's y'all made some very good points because like there were definitely like star players. Like from you know, like Kobe Bryant era, that would have been like big names, but got injured. But like you know, like and because they tried to play on it or they tried to you know rush back into it, like that shit really ended their careers. Versus where these young guys like they get injured. Fucking KD took you know like two seasons off and still has a career afterwards. Like and, and can can take time to bounce back from it. So like I think yeah, that's I, a- and KD is another uh, what I was talking about when it comes to specialists and and technology. Because back in the day, anybody oh coming back from an Achilles injury, yeah, yeah, Kobe came back, KD came back, yeah. and then also, I mean, I know I don't know much, so I'm going to preface it with that. But <laughs> also, you got technology in the aspect of uh, Instagram and all this stuff. So with some of these in- injuries. One, they can't hide it. And then two, they want to get ahead of it. So saying like, hey, I'm injured, they'll not play. So they'll say they're injured so they won't have to play to heal from 
the injury. But before, back in the day, somebody could be hurt. Like, I say Charles Barkley, another player, big name player I know, like Michael Jordan or something like that. They may actually be out there playing hurt, and nobody knows they're hurt because it's only on five sheets of actual loose-leaf paper, and only two people know about it. Well, actually, you know what I'm saying? People, so People play hurt all the time, and once they get eliminated, they reveal, hey, I've been playing with this thing. <laughs> <Lamar>. Right. <laughs> Tom Brady won, and even he came back and was like, hey, I had a bad shoulder. It's like, right. Right, so so. Anybody care about that? You won. <laughs> yeah, bro. If he so had a drop that Lombardi uh, uh trophy in that ocean, bro, that would have been fucking priceless. I would have loved it. I would have to. Right, yeah, man. It was what his about thirteenth one. What this <laughs> man? Fuck yeah, Tom Brady now, right? a beast. I hate Tom Brady. I do too. Whoa, why you hate Tom? Cause yeah, I'm a fan. That 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 BS that happened to us in the NFC tap title game. That was some BS. Well, we can go on to a whole conversation about what I think about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but we ain't got the type of time. Yeah, I, I want to know about the Bucks though. Since we got we got our boy over here wearing a Bucks hat, you know what I'm saying? And he, they playing against my Hawks since they ain't ours no more. <laughs> nah, they our they our Hawks. <laughs> they be <in> your Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> You've been disowned. Yeah. My. Oh, I support the Hawks. My wife loves Trey, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. So I am, yes, I am a Bucks fan through and through. Been that way since 1983. Came out the womb with it. Uh, yeah, so I, I've seen some very lean years and uh, uh, uh. We're, we're in some good years right now. So I'm. I, Right now, it's tied at halftime. Uh, hopefully, we pull out game three, go ahead and take care of game four and game five, get to the NBA final. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, we, so, you don't think you don't think we're going to win now another one? <laughs> like, you, you ain't going to give us not one more? Who is we? Me, you, and Eric, we playing the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I'm, I'm going to say we could have been. I'm glad it's not a real <laughs> podcast because you can just see me blinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> If you can, if you can hear the blinks, yeah. 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 man, we can. We a Bucks fan, so we gonna we gonna add some uh beautified blink, 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 blink. Right. Yeah. Bro, we, we, we beat y'all at home in game one, bro. Like anything is possible going forward. You gotta believe it is. It it very much is. The Hawks are a very tough team. I just expect the Bucks to take care of business. Being from Hampton, Virginia, I want to apologize to you because. Um, y'all big three definitely should have made an Eastern Conference final. However, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, should have made a final. However, my boy Allen Iverson. Uh, no, the NBA cheated that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> NBA cheated that. But let's get this. Let's get just get this straight. The fact that we touched Scott Williams touched that man, and next you know he was suspended for Game Seven, and that threw us all the way out of whack. Yeah, that was my favorite team: Sam, Sam Cassell, Ray Allen, Jesus Showsworth. And uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson. Big yeah. Dog Robinson. Yeah, yes, sir. That hurt me. I was mad. The, the only reason why I know about Glenn Robinson, uh, in the summer of 1996, Jordan did not do the Dream Team. And my grandmother took me to probably Penny's, I think, to buy me a, a Team USA jersey. And the only jersey they had <laughs> left, I wanted Scottie Pippen. That's one of my favorite players. The only player they had left was Glenn Robinson, number 14 for the Dream Team. 
And uh, I was like, well, if I got his jersey, I need to figure out who he is. <laughs> and he was a monster. He was. He was. All right, I got a question for y'all. Since we talk about sports, I had got an argument with my uh, homegirl about this. So when I say Michael Jordan, you automatically think six rings. When I say Scottie Pippen, do you think six rings? Yeah. You I do? don't, but you should. You you should. I because I, I, I automatically think six wings, and I think about the uh, the shoes that has air on the side from the Georgia the Jungle movie. I also think the time when he dunked on uh, Pat Ewing, put his Patrick Ewing that walked over him. Yes, yeah. Sir. I, I ain't never seen a man get teabagged during a dunk until then. And that, <laughs> they put the it. shit on the shoe. <laughs> like that's that's the most disrespectful shit ever, bro. Yeah, and then then, then turned and saw Spike Lee told him sit his little ass down. Was, <laughs> the utmost disrespect. I loved it. But see, yeah, Napoleon, so- you don't watch sports enough, so like. <laughs> <laughs> And two brute. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got, man. Really? Really, Eric? But now, nah, with, with that being said, I mean, Scotty been coming out talking real flagrant, you know what I'm saying, as of recent. And it might, I honestly feel like it's partially because of that Jordan documentary. But they say Scotty got a documentary coming out, repainting yeah. the whole dynamic of the Bulls, saying, like, not that he was Jordan, but like he was his not that saying quote, he was the leader. What you were saying to him, I finish quote, it. His direct quote is, there will be no Jordan without Scotty, and I 100% agree. All right. Because right. Scotty was just at, was good all around as a player, and that allowed Jordan to be able to be free and just focus on just scoring. And, and Jordan was a great defender also, but he didn't have to do all the other stuff. It's like having, it's like having LeBron by himself on a team. That's not, that's not going to work. You gotta have you gotta have that uh, that great second player with you. Okay, so you're saying so, so LeBron needs like three. <laughs> so we're not gonna hit on LeBron. You can't do that, Eric. I'm no, just saying LeBron, LeBron. the same goes for Kobe. The same went for Jordan. The the only the only person in the history of the game that I can think of that won a title with with just them as a superstar and not anybody else helping them was Akeem. Because literally it was Akeem. Kenny Smith, we're not going to say it was a star. A young Robert Ory, not a star. Sam Cassell, though. Sam Cassell don't get enough credit for his contribution to the NBA. Sam, Sam Cassell was a rookie on that team, and he was nice, but he wasn't a superstar. He wasn't a superstar. Akeem but, was a monster. If you put Sam Cassell on any team, they went to the playoffs. The Clippers, the, uh, the Timberwolves made it to the Western Conference Finals once what? Sam Cassell got there. The, the Bucks. You know, like just Sam Cassell contribute contribution to the NBA, and, and they don't they don't respect him. Okay, so because th- he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here here's the thing, though. Like he just even, a little old man. He ain't ugly. The the players that was superstar <laughs> with like Jordan, they became superstars after the fact. Like they became superstars while they were on the team. Like. When we talk about LeBron James, like nobody, nobody was developed into a superstar. Like they were already superstars when they became his teammates. So like Kyrie Irving, Kyrie, Kyrie wasn't a he wasn't really a superstar before. Kyrie wasn't a, Kyrie wasn't a superstar before LeBron got there. He was he was good, and we but all that, said, "What if?" And but that was gonna be his team though. Like so, it, w- it was his team. It was his team, and they were bums. 
They were all bugs. It was him, Deion Waiters. Here's what here's what I'll say, and and you you may not understand it, but and you also may think it's blasphemy. If LeBron doesn't show up to Cleveland, Kyrie would be Colin Sexton. But basically, we say he's the malcontent. He's bad in the locker room. He's not a winner. Well, They're saying the things about Colin, and Colin's getting you twenty a game. No, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that because I feel like Kyrie is only that way because he's bitter. Like he, that's, just imagine somebody bringing a Lamborghini to your door and saying these is your keys, and then you like, oh shit, this is my Lamborghini. But then they come, they come back like uh, a week later, and they like, well, it's your Lamborghini, but you got to ride from the passenger seat, and you can only ride if the driver. Is LeBron like you gonna be bitter? Cause you just you just got excited that you got your first Lamborghini, bro. Like you can you can drive that shit like you want to, and then somebody come back and be like, Nah, they ain't. And then you know we told you this is gonna be your Lamborghini, but this ain't your Lamborghini. You gonna be salty? But that's but we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers, so it couldn't be a Lamborghini. <laughs> first <laughs> off, <laughs> it turns into a Lamborghini. <laughs> ain't there it's a Miata well, right. somebody if you ain't somebody from, yeah, that's fucked up yeah <laughs> no I mean shout out to Cleveland though man like you know but come on man like Ky- Kyrie Irving wouldn't be shit well no, Kyrie Irving would be somebody without LeBron James, but he would have had to work on his EQ because right now he has the ability to be this esoteric person in the locker room. If you didn't have that championship with LeBron, they would be looking at you like, bro, you got to get a championship. We don't care if the world is flat. We don't care if this is blah, blah, blah. We need you to win a championship. He done won one now, so now he could be more of himself. So he kind of like hate and love LeBron at the same, in my opinion. And, and here's the kicker to that. When LeBron got there, Cleveland had just had the number one pick with Andrew Wiggins, whom they traded for Kevin Love. Kyrie was already was there a part of that team. So Kyrie was on that team and y'all was still bad enough to get another number one pick. I think I think the what you're missing is the number one and the number three, I believe, Anthony Bennett. No, he had but that that was that was the year before Kyrie got there, I think. That Anthony Bailey oh. was drafted number one. Because then the following year, you had Kyrie was one and Tristan Thompson was the four pick in the same. Okay. Year. Okay. That's something. But, I, okay. They had consecutive number ones like most of the time. Bro, like, you could, know, you could be. Dan a, Gilbert got on the, uh, yeah. And you had a three pick with Deion Waiters one year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie was with a bunch of dudes and they was all getting run out of town. They were the Clippers of the Midwest. And then LeBron showed up and said, yo. I got this. You want? I'm the Ferrari. Hop on board. I'm allowed to disrespect because it's accurate. That man, I, I don't. I guess I don't see it like that because it's like if you if if you use that same logic like for Trey Young, like you know what I'm saying. Trey Young is a fucking star, but like the Hawks ain't the Hawks ain't did shit until this season. Like, but he's still a star. He's still balled out like a motherfucker. And, like, even it, – it's just like – I don't know, man. Ky, I, I'm always going to campaign for Kyrie because I fucking love Kyrie. I'm just saying that, like, 
people be giving LeBron James a lot more credit than I feel like he deserved because, like, his championships have definitely come, like, from being on teams with superstars that were already established players, like, before, except for if you want to say Kyrie, because D-Wade, Chris Bosh, like, them niggas was completely established of who they were. Like, when you go back to Michael Jordan, like, they were all they were all establishing who they were as superstars at the same time. So it wasn't like it wasn't like you said, like it, it just wasn't a super team in my opinion. Okay, I'll I'll talk I'll talk to the super team thing. LeBron gets a lot of flack for starting the super team trend. However, it actually started with Boston. Cause when Ray Allen Y'all know Paul Pierce and uh, Kevin Garnett decided Paul, to team don't even up. Finish the statement, man. Don't even finish the statement. It, it did not start. And not not started, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like LeBron was influenced by. I mean, no matter what, it's all you're always trying to build a full powerhouse team. You you know, it's always people that are a little bit toward the end of their career that are willing to take a pay cut so they can get a ring. That's always yeah. been going on. Because the Lakers is the first team. superstar team. <laughs> Super teams have always existed in the NBA, no matter what. It's just but I'm saying the players getting together and creating. Yeah, that's the thing. LeBron gets the brush back because, you know, play, players are always even communicated. They've communicated whether or not they'd accept trades. Hell, KG had to accept the trade to go to Boston from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that you had you literally had three dudes all at one time say, all right, we're going to meet up here. Either we, either me and LeBron, I think Chris Bosh even said it was either him and LeBron were going to go up to Chicago and team up with D Rose, or they were going to go down to Miami and, and and roll with Wade. And nobody wanted to go to Cleveland, so LeBron had no choice but to go somewhere else. And a couple of years ago, Carmelo Anthony said it was initially supposed to be Carmelo, LeBron, and D Wade. Yeah, but Melo Melo messed it up because when they all signed their extensions. Wade and LeBron signed for Wade, LeBron, and Bosch signed for four years. Melo wanted the money and signed for five years. Yep. So that's why he messed up when he had to get traded to the Knicks. He could have been a free agent and went to the Knicks, but instead he, he st- uh, got that extra year because he wanted the money and had to get we traded. See what happened to him? <laughs> and, and I don't I, even want to talk about Melo. Melo used to be my favorite player, he but he, he just made so many. And he a man, he his own man. I just some of his decisions, I'd be like, bro, come on, mellow. God. Once again, disappointment, not hate. It's just like some decisions are short sighted. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanna be clear. I I wasn't like I wasn't trying to take nothing away from LeBron and saying that. And like I don't criticize the super team like that. It's just like I would have liked to see like LeBron like really you know how they they say like a star make the team better, like I just hadn't really seen that from LeBron. And from my perspective, it's like oh, that's cool because you don't watch the regular season, so <laughs> that's cold bloody man. That's cold. Hey, I watch when the shit matter, nigga. Cool. <laughs> but again, again, that Cleveland team was a perennial lottery team getting a top five pick. LeBron came there for four years, and for four straight years, they were in the NBA Finals. And they lost all of them, except for one. They they were there. Yeah, I mean. And so, they, by team, and, I don't mean, like, the name of the team on the jersey. Like, I don't mean, I mean, like, the players on the team. Like, the people, like, LeBron has always been the center of 
like players that had to make the shot or they weren't they weren't counted as anything. So I'm I'm saying like I'm and saying that's because LeBron is a pass a uh, pass first player. He's not a Bron has always been a player to make the 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 right basketball play. Yeah. You know, whereas whereas Kobe and certain guys, they say, I see a triple team, I, I see an open shot. <laughs> like, I see I see a triple team, somebody's gotta be open. Right. Uh so I do I do want to talk just tra- tra- transition from the sports realm a little bit and talk about some of these uh these players is not these players, these fans that are running out on the court with the players. How how you, how y'all feeling about that? Like Man, they running I, out on the this cabin fever got that got these uh got these white people acting up, bro. You, you know said this cracker saying? fever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean everybody everybody who listened to this no podcast know where I stand. So it's like you know cancel me if you want to, but it's cracker fever. No, we've already talked about how Cracker is actually a demographic of white people and they have their geographic location and all this stuff. And it actually came from like British and all that good stuff. So, I mean, if anyone wants to have any type of intelligent conversation, we can we can do that. They said if I can if I can go into fucking what was was the House of Representatives that ain't that where they start? They said. The Capitol. The they said, if I can go in the Capitol, who the hell gonna stop me from being on the court with these basketball players? Who gonna <laughs> if, if 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 they can walk on there, nigga, they can walk everywhere. They said, watch <laughs> me do it. The best quote during that time. Shout out to Soldier Boy. <laughs> I gonna say the best quote that a player had when all that stuff was going on. Tristan Thompson. They asked him about what would you do if a player, if a fan, you know, poured popcorn or spit on you. He was like, I wish somebody would spit on me. I followed them to their house. <laughs> I was like, well said. Yeah. yeah. Nah, it's crazy, man. I feel it's it's the it's the privilege and then also the the unrequited privilege yeah. of of un, unrequited privilege of certain people or certain demographics that it's like, I can finally be outside and now there's no rules so they just feel like you know whatever they want to do they can do so what what really happened is the memory of that meta world peace ass whooping wore off so (laughs) they don't remember that shit no more so they like okay we can we can be back to doing this shit like we used to do it but at, at the end of the day there's no there's no real consequence for them you know those people do that stuff and they just like with the capital they go home they may get they may get kicked out and may not be able to attend another game or buy season tickets from that game, but they're going home. If you're leaving that place in cuffs, you might want to stop it. You know, just like the dude in Boston that threw the water bottle at, at Kyrie, he left in half handcuffs. They were charging with him with assault. What they follow through with it, I doubt it. But just a threat of hey, we will take your butt to jail. Hopefully, that's a deterrent. And hopefully, if it's not, they keep on they keep on locking these folks up. Yeah, it's definitely a deterrent to other people when you see that shit. Like, oh shit, the nigga got handcuffed and he going to jail. You he gonna be butt naked, spreading his ass cheeks for somebody? Like, I, <laughs> 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 or, or, or just like my man in, in uh, that was in Denver, the the Suns and Four guy that that whooped up on on a Nuggets fan. 
you know, well, I want to say unfortunately, but they celebrated him, gave him tickets to the next Suns game and everything. They were like, yo, we love this dude. I'm like, wait a minute, this dude was on video whooping ass in the stands, and we celebrating this? And, and, right. and because they celebrated game one of the Clippers, they jumped some Clipper fans. Like, it was like six of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Now, and then that's the thing that I'm wondering with the NBA is why are they congratulating it? And then, like, what, what, what's is your is your bottom line that important that you want people to not like? Would it be a hindrance for people to not throw water bottles or popcorn or spit on players? Like, if you want those fans coming to your game, I don't think you the NBA, bro. It's a lot of people that want to come to your right. game. Like, you can lock a couple people right. up, and people will be all right with it. It ain't like they're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna. Boycott the NBA because they lock buddy up for throwing a water bottle on the on the court. They're unruly. Like, no, bro, you shouldn't be throwing water bottles on the court. Yeah. We can find somebody to buy those seats. Trust. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's just like I don't really understand it. And I didn't know they gave Buddy uh Sons and Four. I seen that. It was quite hilarious. But I didn't know they congratulated it for him. Did you like, see the reply video that the Nuggets dude or the explanation video that the Nuggets dude had? No, no, he had a he 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 should have stayed off the internet. That was bro, hilarious. I would have been off the internet. I ain't explaining nothing, bro. I you seen what happened? I'm over it. Yeah, you, he got it. He you got know, it. You know the rule. Usually, the person that got their butt whooped that said, "Well, I didn't really get my butt whooped." No, nah, you got your butt whooped. <laughs> right. He's like he and hit he me, but it didn't really hurt. It, it didn't hurt. You know, it didn't leave any marks on my face. Nothing. I don't have any black eyes. Like, nah, man, that man had your head down, bent over, was uppercutting you. <laughs> we lost that fight, buddy. Yeah, you lost, man. Just, damn, that sucks. But nah, man. And then speaking about these capital rioters and these uh, the 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 privilege of some, did y'all see the Derek Chavon case and or the sentencing of the lady that got, what, I think probation for storming the Capitol? Like, yeah, I heard about both of those. And I and I want to talk about the reason why I'm introducing both at the same time is because I truly don't feel like the Derek Chauvin thing was justice. My question was supposed to be, how, do y'all feel like justice has been served with Derek Chauvin? And it's like, that's cool. That's a step in the right direction. But I can't help but look at this lady that went to the Capitol and she only got probation. Like, it has to be a systematic thing, not necessarily just a one-off because he caused a big ruckus. What do so, you think would have been justice? For, oh, so Derek Siobhan getting that and the lady getting, bro, she, what she did was treason. She should literally die. So, I mean, we can lobby for her not to get the death penalty. So, you, you said you didn't feel like Derek Siobhan got, uh, got justice. So, what do you think would have been justice? You can't, you can't say you he can't wasn't justice because of somebody else. No, no. What I'm saying is, our justice system isn't, it's a system. It's not, oh, we got we got it right this one time. If you work for me for 365 days a year and I pay you one day out of the year, are you gonna be like, oh yeah, you did me right one day or are you gonna be like, nah, bro, you still gotta do me right. But you said you didn't feel like it was justice and you specifically said Derek Shavon, that terrorist. Right. You can't, you can't loop all terrorists together. You said Shavon didn't get uh, justice. Oh, no, not Derek. Siobhan didn't get justice. I'm saying that wasn't justice being served by him getting the 22 years. So my question to you, and don't yeah. mention the girl getting probation, 
what would have been justice? I'm saying that what I'm saying, I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is they're not mutually ex exclusive. I'm saying they d got it half right by him getting 22 years. Okay, cool. I feel kind of okay about this. Kind of. some Somewhat okay. However, I still look just lightly away. The next headline article I see is someone getting probation for doing something that should be a death penalty crime, literally. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm what putting I'm them both in the same thing. Ignore that one. Ignore that. That one doesn't exist. You said it's kind. Of, well, overall, it's kind of okay. He got tried. He's guilty. I'm he not should asking you how get. You feel about it. I'm asking you what would have been justice. What would be justice? Well, I still can't tell you what justice would be because I got to see what the other three cops get too. Because it's the whole situation, not just necessarily him. Now, One part of it. Whole situation. You said specifically him. So I'm asking you specifically him. What would have been? Y'all niggas debating something stupid right now. Well, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand it. No, I'm trying no, to understand I, it. I, I get, I get what, what Antoine is trying to ask you to speak on justice for uh, Derek Siobhan. I understand what you're saying. You're you're speaking of justice as a totality for black people. Right. And, and so let's just move on. <laughs> well, no, no, because I, I I mean, I feel like what they did was decent. Like I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's decent, but it's I'm not just looking for a decent response, a par thing. Like, okay, twenty two and a half years, he gotta serve fifteen. Cool. All right, that's a checkbox. It's like, bro, if I'm making cereal, like, whatever it is, it's one step of the process. So I'm looking at a whole process, not an action of the process. So was that action completed? Would I give it a red, yellow, or green? I give it a yellow. So my question, using your analogy, then, then this last I'm asking you, what would have made it a green? Uh, what would have made it a green? Uh. I don't know whatever the max is because they got to make an example out of him. That's all I know. So he shouldn't get whatever the max is. They got to make an example out of him. Was that so hard? No, I mean, I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> I mean, that's how it would be for us. They'd be like, oh, no, we got to teach him a lesson. So, we got to so, give him the max. So to be fair, like, I, I mean, both parts were relevant, though, because it's like at, at the same time, like, uh, I, I don't feel like we need to get caught up in, like, solo situation solo victories because the solo victories are the distractions like it's like white people give us Derek Siobhan to like like blanket everything else and it's like so like and I get I get I understand why you said what you said and I, I know Twan understands it too but that nigga's petty as fuck so well you no know, nah, it, made, it made for good dialogue I feel like yeah. it made for good dialogue and so that's I, what I'm saying like, like I just, I just feel like when I ask a question, you know, sometimes, just sometimes. Okay, he's petty as hell. I get you. Yes, <laughs> I had already told you. I had already told you. I literally had just told you that the nigga's petty as hell. That, that nigga knows you don't answer questions uh, straight on. Like, we, we've been doing this shit for almost 50-something episodes. He knows that you're not going to answer questions. 
Oh, he gonna learn. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what you was asking. That's all it was. Nah, but See, it was that important one, that you said what you said. In my opinion, that one question you answered was a small victory. However, I want to change the whole system. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, man, fuck that. Like, so that okay, nigga cool. wants you to ask, that nigga wants you to answer questions directly going forward. That would be. T- <laughs> man, I, I'm hey. not. Listen, I want to make it clear that I'm I'm in support of the dialogue that just happened because it's you said some important shit like. Like we don't, like we need all of this shit to start chaining together, like because that's how the shit works for us, like bro. Like I watched a, I watched a um, little video about it, and it was it was a white guy. Like yeah, it's cool. Derek Chavon got twenty two years, but look at this guy who got life in prison without parole for like one point five ounces of weed or some shit like that, or trace, um. Trace amount of fucking heroin that they couldn't even so small they couldn't even weigh. This motherfucker got life in prison. Like so, like it it definitely needs to start being chained together. Where like the justice system actually is a justice system, and it's not like it's not biased to who is a isn't you know who is being held against the justice system. Like so, it, it's definitely important that like it, so. People, you know, are criticizing people like black people not liking this whole Juneteenth being a a, a holiday. And it's like, bro, because one, we already, the people who knew about Juneteenth already been celebrating this shit. I don't need you to make it a federal holiday to satisfy me. I need you to fix this other shit. But like there are there are black people that be like y'all niggas just can't be satisfied. No, we can't be satisfied. Like it's a lot of it's right. a lot of broken shit, bro. Stop stop being satisfied with the little shit because they only it's just like master. This is a totally different subject, but it's the same thing. Like master P, like bro, I'm I'm gonna be independent because I know if them niggas are give me a million, I'm worth way more than that. Like you gotta look at the justice system like the same way. I. I know they they willing to give this man 22 million 22 years but that what well, his crime is worth way more and like all of these other crimes like I know you keep saying like treason deserves the death penalty but that's they law that's what they wrote but that that shit would never happen like so it's like if you're going to write laws if you're going to have this justice system uphold that shit to the fullest like cuz that's that's what you do choose to exercise on us. Like that's what you choose to exercise on brown people. Shit, that's what you choose to exercise on women. Black women and white women. Like any type of woman. Like when they go up against the justice system, not always, because this cracker ass cracker just got away with storming the Capitol. But that's a special circumstance. That's a special circumstance. If it wasn't a lot of black, I mean a lot of white men out there doing the same shit with her. They probably would have crucified her ass. Now, here's my question to the Juneteenth. I know you guys are HBCU alums. Uh, some of us. Some, some, of some us. are. I, I beat you some of us. <laughs> I, I myself am are, I am a PWI. Uh, we two on two. Okay. Okay. Nice to meet you, brother. How you doing? <laughs> Can I do the white, white black handshake later. Yes. <laughs> uh did you know about Juneteenth prior to this year? Yes. That's for everybody. I, I did. I knew about Juneteenth before this year. Probably, uh, I found out about Juneteenth around, let's say, about five years ago. Yeah. 
Okay. When I heard about it, I didn't realize it was an annual celebration. I thought it was just a one and done ordeal. Okay. See, I in Milwaukee, we celebrated Juneteenth every year. So we used to do like a barbecue out, and it was in the city. We go to the black neighborhood, one big giant barbecue for Juneteenth, and it was told to us, you know, basically, hey, you know, slaves were officially well officially found out they were truly free. Great. Each city had their own thing. I felt like them making it a federal law, it kind of, it was them giving us a piece of meat to take ourselves away from the goal. Yeah, why, absolutely. Yeah, why you can't be satisfied. So at the same time, they're telling you, hey, we're giving you uh, Juneteenth. States are trying to stop uh, the teaching of critical race theory in schools before it even starts. And I can't yeah. serve fried chicken and watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ikea serving fried chicken and watermelon, all kind of super stuff. And it's, it's they they always tell us don't make everything race racial. It is. But they do racial stuff towards us. Yeah. And that, right. man, it's, it's so important. But, but I also like the fact that, like, you're seeing that people are, like, okay, maybe old niggas is still doing that shit but these young niggas on the internet i fucking love this shit bro like they're they're they doing some wild shit on the internet too because it's it's wild, wild people do wild shit in every arena you just gotta accept that no matter what room you walk into it's gonna be a nigga in there doing some wild shit like you may not see it you may see it but like these young these young people man they understand like that shit is gaslighting so they like, all right, you giving us this shit, but we gon' we gonna take it and we gonna we gonna also educate people on more shit, the more shit that you're not giving us. Like we gonna we gonna teach a bunch of people who may not have known this shit a bunch more shit in response. So instead of like being like, all right, we're so happy and we're just accepting this shit, we gonna all right, we not accepting this shit, and this is the more truth about the shit. Like so. I, I like that about this generation where it's like they like well, it's always been that pe it, it's always been that basis of people like in every generation. That's why we got the civil rights movement. That's why you know like we got all of these things, man. But we just gotta not lose sight of this shit because that's how they all they have always stifled movements by giving you like these little breadcrumbs of shit and like niggas being satisfied with it. But here's, but here's the even more I want I guess I could say sad but kind of revealing part when you look up and you see who's fighting against the teachings in the schools it's 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 people our age we are of that age where, of where our kids are in school now and we're trying to and they're trying to dictate what their kids are being taught yeah so their thing is hey don't you know don't teach don't teach little Timmy about slavery and what it really was. You know, just tell them that, hey, the black people are indentured serv servants yeah. and they had a choice to come over here. And it's like, wait a minute, your your child is such and such an age, which means you're my age. You know, I'm almost 40. Your your kids are hanging out with my kids and you're trying to tell the school not to teach about slavery. But that's a part of my heritage, unfortunately. Right. Part of your heritage, too. But you just want to block that part out. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. I see these people on TV. I never actually met. Uh, I mean, one, because of the circles I move in. I never actually met a white person who thought teaching critical race theory is wrong. Not saying they're not out there. I'm saying that to say is like, I really don't understand how you could even come up with that idea. 
Dia to say, hey, I don't want to teach this in elementary schools. And then the other part of it, critical race theory is a very, it's not, I ain't gonna say very high level, but it's somewhat high level of a concept to understand, especially if you're talking about like elementary schools, middle schools, maybe in high school can, they can learn it because critical race theory came like from colleges, like college law. So it's like specialized yeah. collegiate shit. So for you to be like, I want my elementary school kid to learn this. One, they probably couldn't learn it anyway. Right. Middle school yeah. kid. Two, they probably couldn't learn it anyway. And then just the concept of saying, hey, you don't want them to learn this. It to me is similar to pe people being like, oh, let's burn these books because knowledge is bad. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. You should you should use all knowledge and determine what you feel, not not learn knowledge. So even in it's the crest of it is like doesn't make sense to me. And that's the thing. A lot of them don't even really know what critical race theory <laughs> is. They just hear the name and said, I want it all gone. Right. All slavery, get rid of all. It never happened. It didn't exist. And it's like, well, wait a minute. But the critical race theory is just this particular pocket of the subject of racism as a whole. And because you don't want to understand this pocket, you want to get rid of the whole thing. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's borderline hilarious and insulting at the same time. Right, yeah, it's just so many different things. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's really people who think, like, it's like, in my head, I'm kind of thinking, like, it's really people who think this, and then when I think I'm going to see them, it's like, they ain't going to have, they got meth mouth and shit. Like, no, <laughs> like, oh, okay. No. Like, why would I listen well, to this motherfucker? No, some some, look, some look just like uh, Kelly Loeffler. <laughs> right. Yeah, you right. What you was about to say tomorrow? Is the critical race theory is that going to include getting rid of the Holocaust teaching as well? Nah, 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 nah. You you can't get rid of that. They already paid that money out. <laughs> right. It's all exactly. about you don't get that reparations. Exactly. We don't owe y'all nothing. Don't say you, forty acres and a mule. That's my imaginary forty acres. I'm right. not giving it up. <laughs> No. I don't hold it, but I ain't giving it up either. You meanwhile, Kelly Lossner guys has all your forty acres are for her forty acres, his forty acres, and your your granddad forty acres too. But okay, cool. So okay, this is something that came up um, actually on my birthday the other day. Uh, I was talking to a friend, and they were just talking about like people, black people chasing tra tracing their genealogy and finding out that their relatives like own certain fucking lands and like you know different cities and states man and like that shit just like i don't know it just it was just like damn that might be some important shit to like search and figure out because it's like they had like land trust where like it, there was this one scenario where they, the great great grandfather owned this this spot of land they had a trust on it so like the company was built on the land and everything, and they had to move all the company, the whole company off the land. I said all of that to say, man, like it's important that we start tracing our hairs because there are like a lot of times we like to think that like the shit that we're doing as owners, black owners and shit like now is like the first time people ever did this shit, and like our ancestors have done this shit like hundreds of years ago, and there that that shit might have been stolen from them. Like people may have died, like that shit may have gotten lost in the move and shit like that. And like we kind of gotta trace our steps so that we can take back ownership to shit that our ancestors like 
that that they did do. Like, cause we, a lot of times we think like we reinventing the wheel, like we the first people to ever do shit. But that's like why I reference like Tulsa, like like being important to go back into Tulsa and like see what they did right, and then start building based off of those structures. Like, I, I just think it's important. This this will be my final thought for the podcast. Like, I think it's important that like we kind of go back and trace our lineages for real. So like, even if they do decide to give out reparations one day, like they can't be like, Oh, you're not a descendant because we don't know your history and shit like that. It's like, fuck that. Nah, I know it. This is the trace of it. Give me my money. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, uh, do I have a final thought? I'm looking for one. I'm thinking about one. Uh, Kevin gave you that. I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, no, I'm listening. I was just, I mean, I know Eric always coming at heat. So, hey, you gotta I don't know. Twan, you got, you got a final thought then? Since you're going yeah. <laughs> hey, to I, I want to tell uh, Ian, thank you so much for coming yeah. through. Uh, you know, being being homeboy on the, I, it took a while to get you on here, but you here, man. You did a great job. Appreciate. It. It's finally great. It's been a while since I was able to actually talk sports with somebody on this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the shade, bro. This man <laughs> throw all kind of shade today. Man, last game, people love shade, man. Oh uh, man, so I do want to just uh, a couple things. Just a reminder that. Uh, Faze Beer Bully, we still got that discount code, homeboy. Uh, also, SoShavon.com, discount code, homeboy, good until July 14th. She just released some products, so definitely check out Shade, uh, Shade, Lord Jesus, Faze Beer Bully, and then check out uh, SoShavon.com. Check out SoShavon.com. <laughs> <laughs> got, got juice in his mouth, don't he? Yeah, but I'm telling you, boy, all the water I'm drinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, here, Bully, and SoShavon.com, discount code, homeboy. And, and you got any uh, final thoughts, any departing ideas you want to leave with us? Uh, build on upon what Eric said, you know, uh, know your worth. We as a people, we as individuals, you got to know what you're worth. Otherwise, they're going to tell you what you're worth, and you're not going to like the number. Uh, also, the question I wanted to ask you guys. Okay. Oh, shit, uh, my bad. I didn't mean to bypass that. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it's, it's all good. It's all good. And it, it was one of those things that kind of got me thinking uh, as I was driving home and I was just thinking about, you know, I was listening to some music and, you know, music puts you, you know, in a time and space. And it got me wondering, what song do you think you were conceived to? <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I just automatically imagine Al Green, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, and I think, and I, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one on on this podcast with kids. Uh, I know one kid was conceived in silence because <laughs> we weren't in a lot of moaning and groaning. It, 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 was, it was a lot of be quiet, you know, don't be too loud. Uh, we weren't in the, in the in the correct space for for that. And the song for the first one had to have been more likely my choice, uh, Good Old Hydraulics, my favorite song. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. 
So yeah, I don't, I don't know the. Oh my bad. Go ahead, Eric. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. So, so my mom would never admit to this, but before my dad passed, he told me that him and my mom went to a barbecue and got high, and that's why I was around. That's why I came around. So <laughs> I'm assuming it was a "I'd Rather Be With You" by Boosie Collins, Mary Jane <laughs> by uh, Rick James. <laughs> nice. Or any other smoker's anthem. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably can see the Stevie Wonder, but it just got me thinking. Like, story, no, you got to tell these stories to your kids. At some point in time, they're gonna ask, and you got to be like, "Uh, you know, you were planned or uh, you were an accident." It's gonna be one. It's gonna be one of those stories. I was a planned accident because they both got high and realized, "Oh yeah, when we get home, <laughs> <laughs> it's going down." <laughs> Napoleon, what you think? I said, I said, I think it had to be some Al Green, man. I ain't going to uh, lie to you. Uh, had to. I don't know, man. I, so many stupid-ass songs came to mind when you asked that question that were probably not sex songs. So I landed on Tender Love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Force yeah, I don't know. I think that was before I was born. I think that was right around the same time. Cause they was in Crush Groove and Crush Groove I think came out in eighty six or eighty somewhere around there. So yeah. Nah, that's a dope question. That's definitely a topic. That's definitely a, a conversation. Yeah. That's that's dope. So uh, let me well, add, let me you already answered, right? I did. Let me ask this little quick follow up question. If you was gonna make a baby tonight to a song, what would it be? Everybody can answer that. See, I know. The, I know. Uh, Antoine gonna be careful <laughs> me, but <laughs> wow, that's cold blooded. Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Since since we're gonna do Twine, I'm gonna make Before you uh, answer, feminist. Though, uh, you gotta give another answer because uh, since your birthday was just a couple of days ago, happy belated. Tender Love came out December of '85, so it wasn't that. Unless she was a preemie. Nah, they, but they could have been listening to it after that. You know what I'm saying? Wait, that ain't the question. You said concede to Napoleon. <laughs> Who? Wait, I said I said Al Green. I know that. I was just saying he's trying to avoid the question. You know what I'm saying? Your mama was pregnant when Tender Love came out. Oh, oh, that's what you mean by that. Okay, yeah, okay. It came out December '85. That, that makes sense. That makes sense, man. I'm I'm thinking I was conceived on the day I was born. <laughs> 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 oh, you quick, man! You quick. <laughs> you got time for it. It's about nine months. Yeah. Was it? Uh, Don't be in Minister South Central while drinking your juice. <laughs> I just finished. Actually, you know. So my granddad was a musician, and so he probably got an early cut of Forrest and D's ten, tender there love. There nah. you go. Okay, he got the leak. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah, tonight I have to go with make the uh, ladies mad and say cater to you by Beyonce and Destiny's Child. You know what I'm saying? It's nice. Yeah. Anybody else? Mm. Uh, As I go through my beat and skeet mix. <laughs> <laughs> it probably start out with meeting in your bed in my bedroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. And end with uh, what's what's that? What's the other one? Uh, Miguel, sure thing. 
Yeah. But probably about 20 other songs in between because, you know, I... I well, you know, I'm just oh, catered to you. Was kind of long. That was like a four minute song, wasn't it? They cut Michelle verse off like they always do. Michelle's uh, <laughs> <laughs> verse. Uh, probably the best you ever had by John Legend, followed by Revolution by Kurt Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> That may be coming in as a preacher. Right. <laughs> right. He going to get saved immediately after doing some trifling shit. Like, well, you married, so you can do that. <laughs> Make love to some Kurt Franklin one day, bro. It's going to change your life. <laughs> For me, uh, I think about it. <laughs> you want a revolution. <laughs> That might actually like stop it. Be like, wait, what are we doing here? Like, don't worry, don't worry. Trust me on this one. It'll get you going. <laughs> For me, it'll be um, this song called "Show Me" by Alina Baraz and Galamatius. It will actually be this whole uh, little tape called "Urban Flora." Like, that's the only like little EP I ever had sex to, and it was like pretty amazing. Like the switch rhythms when the songs changed, but they was all of our. Everybody should check that shit out when we get off this podcast. You shouldn't have said it was an EP. You should have just. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this but, double uh, album, <laughs> double album, this, this quadruple album that I had one session to. <laughs> to be fair, to all be fair. Session. The EP is 31 <laughs> minutes long, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should have stayed with a quadruple album, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it looped. I don't be lying yeah. on my meat. <laughs> Man, well, and, and on, uh, I guess, nah, we're not going to say on that note. But, uh, <laughs> uh come on, no, no, we're not going to do that. Somebody else got to say something else. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. You got to give us your, uh, your, your, your social media where they can listen to Two Piece in a, uh, in a Biscuit. Uh, yeah, yeah, shout yourself out, man. Yeah, most definitely. So again, yeah, my social media on Instagram, uh, Rusty for the Win. Uh, my Twitter is Russ A two Zero. On Facebook, Ian Russ. Uh, you can find Two Piece and a Biscuit podcast on Spotify and on Stitcher Radio. And also, we do the show live on Facebook also, and we put the episodes on YouTube, so you can see our pretty faces and hear our voices and say whatever crazy stuff we got to say, sports or not sports. Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. And I double double tap on that. Uh, check our stuff out, our Humble Podcast. You definitely listen to now, but also we got merch online. Check check that out. Uh, leave Like, comment, subscribe to both of our podcasts. Leave five-star reviews like your favorite Uber driver uh, and all that good stuff. And that's th- those are my final thoughts, man. I definitely appreciate it. And I would definitely want to thank you, Ian, for sharing your time, your insight, and your voice with us. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate the guys, Eric, uh, Twan, Mr. 121 Dreamers, 121 Dreams on Instagram, all that good stuff. All right, man. So, thank you. I guess we out. Man, this yeah. is another edition of my homeboy podcast. This is my and homeboy. And we. This is my homeboy, Napoleon, who was talking about. This is my homeboy. <laughs> Yeah, we I thought we talking said we at the same time as everybody else. <laughs> nah, I just be doing ad-libs, man. All right, but yeah, this is my homeboy Twan. 
Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ian, appreciate you coming through, my boy. We out. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs>